0: Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likuti HaLochas, Yerudea, Chelik Aleph, Hilcho Yiskorcha, Ukseves Kaka, Halacha Gimel, Paragraph Yud Aleph, I'm sorry, Paragraph Yud Beis. In, in my edition, it's a subparagraph, which begins with the words, V'zeh shepirish rashi b'bereshis al pasuch v'yipach Biapov. We dedicate the learning today. Leilu in Ishmas, Reb David, Reb and also for a complete refuah Shalema for all those that need it, including Yehudis Baschana, Chayabrocha Bracha Basperu, Yaakov Ben Franklo Rechel, Shlaimelis Ben Mazel, Avram David Ben Chana, Soregitel Bas Riva, Hinda Chasa Baschana, Miriam Esther Bas Gitt, Gittiganendel bas Sipoira. David Le'i ben Shena, Boruch Mordechai ben Tali. Soraleah bas Chavaliba. Avigail bas bas Miriam. Jonas ben Hilda. Yehuda ben Soramaya. Simchasora bas Ahuva. Idis bas Miriam Brindle. Yospehendol bas Gittalayas, Arochel bas Yospehendol, Avivelon bas Yospehendol, Yerachmiel Yisrael Doiv ben Frumet Mechamo, Shemelieze ben Rochel, Chanafeiga bas Malkiida, Rochalea bas Malkiida, Ami ben Chai ben Yehud Eskila, Meir ben Frida, Bihyabasya bas Shendol, the source chan of Israel. Now continues he's speaking about the topic of Shalom. Wa ze Rashi bar al our posok related to what we've been learning till now we can understand what Rashi Kodesh points out when it speaks about Hashem creating Adam and Rashi says she bishvil Odom bashishi haadam va min ho'eloyim ve that based on on, on what we've heard before, we can understand why man was created on Friday, man who is a combination of upper and lower, of heavenliness, the neshama, which is heavenly, and the body, which is earthly. Because on, on the first day of creation, Hashem created heaven and earth, which is above and below. Basheni on Monday, on the second day, Hashem created Rokia, Lo'el On Tuesday, Hashem created something down below here on earth. On Wednesday, something above, Hashem placed the sun and the moon in place. And on Thursday, again, Hashem created something down below. Alken, Hutzrach, Bashishi, Livroi Hodon. Therefore, Hashem had to create man on the sixth day, Shehu kolo who is a combination of upper and lower, the because if not, there would be jealousy, meaning Hashem wanted to make a perfect balance between upper and lower. On the first day of creation, Hashem created heaven and earth, which was upper and lower. On the second day, something from upper. On the third day, lower, fourth day, upper, fifth day lower. Now there's one more day, there's the sixth day. If it would have been either upper or lower, there would have been an imbalance. So Hashem created man who is a combination of upper and lower in order to maintain the peace, in order to maintain the perfect balance. So it's being made clear to us that man is a combination and a composite of upper and lower, who hakoil, and he's the one who combines everything, and makes peace between the entire creation. He closes this picture and makes it a perfectly balanced picture. Because this is actually the main reason why Hashem created man, Kedeh Shayyase shalom Boylan that we human beings should, should bring peace to the world. How? By elevating and lifting up all of the lowest, lowest levels to Hashem, and elevating all of the fallen sparks to their original source. This is also an example of making peace. It's bringing two opposites together. We're bringing close those that are distant. Those that are very distant, we're bringing them, we're elevating them and bringing them close to Hashem. Because again, the real definition of peace is when you're bringing about peace between two opposites. As Rabbi Nezal mentions this in chapter 80 in Likuti hashalom. And unfortunately, when Odom and Chava ate from the Eitz sadas they messed up the shalom as it says clearly, the evil Oshis. Hashem said, <coughs> as a result of Odom and Chava following the advice of the snake and eating from the Eitz Hadas, Hashem said, I'm going to place a hate between both of you, between human beings and snakes. Ki Because the Eitz Hadas, which is good and bad, Represents the concept of conflict. There we're dealing with a situation where the good and bad are in conflict. And the bad is not becoming subservient to the good. That's the ultimate peace between those who are very far and those who are close. When, the, when the, the further one becomes a Merkava, becomes subservient <coughs> to the one who's closer, just like the Torah tells us about Yishmoel and Yitzchak. When the Torah wants to tell us, that the, and the Gemara points this out, that Yishmuel did Shuva, the Gemara says, how do we know? We know because when it comes to burying Avraham Avinu, <coughs> it says, <coughs> Yitzchak v'Yishmuel Bonov. Yitzchak v'Yishmuel b'nov that they buried him, Yitzchak and Ishmael. Now we know that Yishmuel was older, so Yishmuel should have been first. But Yishmuel did tshuva, and the tshuva was recognizing that his younger brother, Yitzchak, <coughs> was much, much greater than him, much closer to Hashem, much more important, and that he should be subservient to Yitzchak. He should place Yitzchak in front of him. The therefore, therefore, me'etz Sada's toivora. <laughs> it's from this Eitz sadas that all conflict and all controversy in the world originates from there. All of them come from there, and that's the tumma of the snake. He is the greatest enemy of man. <laughs> he doesn't want peace. <clears> the <throat> Interesting, Rabnusal used quoted this passage, the Eva Oshis. The says that Echa, Echa begins <speaking> with <in> the <Hebrew> words Echa Yoshva Vadod, Ho'ir How is it that the city of Yerushalayim, which is the holiest and most important city in the world? is sitting alone. The, the city that was filled with so many people <coughs> now became like widowed, emptied. So the Zohar Kodesh says, the first letters of Echa, Yosheva, Vadod, Ho'ir spell the word Eva, which means sinna, teaching us that the real crime that brought about the Chorban B'sha the second B'sha especially, which is the greater Chorban, is this Eva, this sinna. And in fact, the next words are rabosi om choyso reish ein eva bad hate, which that, that that was the ultimate reason for the churban beis hamikdash. The beis HaMikdosh is called sukhas sholaim ha'peyrei sukhas sholaim oleinaval kol yisrael. And a is the real tumor of that original snake the who he is always lying in ambush and trying to spoil the sholoin and to arouse conflict and opposition to the true tzaddik, ki amolik is a descendant of Esau, who chased and persecuted his brother Yaakov. Shehu <speaking in Hebrew> ikar And we know that Yaakov Avinu is the symbol of sholayim. Kama <speaking in Hebrew> as the Posuk says, va'yovo Yaakov sholayim. Yaakov Avinu came complete, whole. As Rabbi brings that Posuk in chapter 27 of Likutim which this haloch is based on. Ki <speaking> amolek <in Hebrew> Because Amolek represents Pegama Bris, as the Posek says, Asher Korcha Baderach. He came upon you while you were traveling. And the word Korcha is also Meloshim Keri, Chas the wasted seed. Validei Pegama Bris, Neskalke la Kanal And Rabbi Nizal shows there on the Kutimran that Pegama Bris is what messes up the Sholom. Bris is called Hineni Nois Loy as Brisi Sholim, it says by Pinchus. Ki has de Because as Rabinas al explained over there in the Kutemran, it's impossible for a person to receive sholloim, which is the cure for everything, without going through some bitterness. Bibchinas, as the Gemara says, Shabbos b'Morah Nitzavu, that the Jewish people were commanded the mitzvah of Shabbos in a place called Moro. and Shabbos is called Shabbos Shalom. Ve'le'fomim ha'cholas <laughs> mezgaber kol at explains over there on in Kudimran. That usually, in order to cure an illness, a person has to take medicine. Medicine is usually bitter. Sometimes the person is so sick and so weak that they can't handle the bitterness of the medicine. They can't take it. <coughs> and then the doctors give up. Because when a person sins, which are the spiritual sickness, when a person has many, many sins, then sometimes the person can't handle the bitterness of the medicines that they have to take to cure their neshama, meaning the suffering that they have to endure. And then, chas the person finds themselves in a state where the Pesach says, there is no peace for a sholim because they can't handle the refuah. The Pesach says, sholim, sholim, larochoch ve'lakorov, omar Hashem u'refosiv. Hashem says, peace, peace, to the one who is distant and the one who is close. Referring to a person who is distant and becomes close, Hashem says, Urephosif, and I will heal him. So again, the cure is this Shalom. <coughs> and this is what Rabbeinu says over there praised the Kutumra, that Chizkio HaMelech praised Hashem, that Hashem was willing to disregard His sins, the sins of Chiskiyo. Hashem threw it over his shoulder like something that you're ignoring. In order that Hashem should not have to cloak the peace, the cure, in a lot of bitterness. As the Posek says there, Chiskiyo Amalech says, I know that shaloin usually has to come through bitterness. V'ato choshak nafshi. But Hashem, you loved me so much, you wanted me so much, that you threw my sins over your shoulder. You were willing to overlook and to disregard some of my sins. So I shouldn't have to go through the full measure of bitterness, chas v'shoom. Nimtza. Therefore, we conclude... When the Jews are distant from Hashem, which means that the shalom is not so good. As the Pesach says, there are times when there is no peace inside of me. And there is no peace and union between the upper worlds and the lower worlds. Then afterwards, when the Jews need to receive the cure, it requires going through bitterness first. Because Rabbi Nazal says over there in the Quran that it's the nature of Sholim that it's cloaked in bitterness. This would explain all of the exiles and all the suffering that Klal Yisrael goes through. All of this is examples of the bitterness that we need to endure in order to be able to receive the cure, which is shalom, which is peace. We see this also during the, the exile that the Jews were in Egypt. The Torah makes it clear. It uses the term Marirus. The Egyptians embittered the lives of the Jewish people. The Kholze Hulasaken Chet Odomorishon Kayadua and the Sifre Kabbalah explain that the reason why the Jews had to go down to Mitzrayim was to correct the Pegam of Odomorishon, Shehu Pegama Bris, which is an aspect of Pegama bris, Shegolis Mitzrayim Hoya al Ketodomorishan, Shu Pegama bris, pegama One aspect of the sin of chod- Odomorishan was Pegama bris. It's brought Number one, the fact that he didn't wait with his zivuk till Shabbos, that was considered an aspect of Pigama Bris. And in addition, the 130 years that he separated from his wife Chava, and then there were Shadim and Ruchais that were Metamehim, that was all considered the category of Pigama Bris, for which the Jews had to go down to Mitzrayim to, to correct that. Shehu pegama bris pegama shalom u machmah sheytsrichem le sakin chay to pegama ze and because of the fact that our going down to egypt had to correct and repair this sin and this damage ulaham shekh shalom haykhadash and to restore peace again a new al kain ru'chul lispoil merirus marvelous this is why the jewish people had to endure major bitterness in order to be able to receive and achieve the peace through this. Because eventually, after all the time in Egypt, we were going to get to Eretz Yisrael and to Yerushalayim, Shehu he began Yerushalayim is the concept of Sholeim, because Hashem is Yerushalayim shame Yirah Sholin, because the name Yerushalayim comes from a combination of Yura and Sholim, and Sholin is another term for Sholein. V'amolek humo'olam The Midrash tells us that Amolek is always the, the strap, the whip that Hashem uses when we need to get whipped, chas he is always lying and waiting, lying and waiting. That when Klalisrael has to receive a refuh, a cure, which is Sholim, the Mekatre goes and prosecutes against the Jews, he complains, Al complaining that we didn't yet endure enough bitterness that we're supposed to endure in order to get to this Sholom. emis lois of lu'koroi because the truth is we did not endure the full measure of bitterness that we were supposed to go through in Egypt. al We're told that Hashem deducted 190 years. We were supposed to be there 400 years and we were only there 210 years. This is like what Chizkiyah said: You, Hashem, were willing to toss my sins over your shoulder, like to overlook them to a degree. Because Hashem looked, observed, and saw, and realized that Klal Yisrael will not be able to handle any more time in Egypt. Kameshe as it says clearly, V'lo yokhlu l'hismame'ah. They couldn't delay one more moment. Kamuva b'sforim, as is brought in Sforim, Shem lo y'hoya, shem y'sborach, memaher lo yitzim, and it's right, koidam ha'ketz, hoyu chas That had Hashem not taken us out before the appointed time, we would have been finished, chas v'sholem. We would have remained we would have been Nish Shkuim sham. We would have remained Khasham stuck in Egypt. And this is exactly what Rabbenazal is explaining over there in chapter 27 on the Kutimran. Borach roye When Hashem sees that a Jew can't handle the bitterness of the medicines. Then Hashem, with his great kindness, tosses our sins over his shoulder, so that the sholim should not come packaged in a lot of bitterness, but rather just the amount of bitterness that Hashem knows we can handle mamish golos and this is exactly how the Torah describes Golas mitsrayim. Shohayom muchrich that kaviyochel Hashem was forced to change the date to skip over to to deduct hundred and ninety years ulemayt merirus hagolus to shrink the bitterness of the Golis. Ki loyhayo efsholahem because we couldn't possibly handle anymore. Vamoleik And a is always lying in ambush and always prosecuting against us. he comes down to this world. <clears throat> and he tries to entice the person, to seduce the person to commit a sin, and then, he goes back up to heaven and prosecutes us. The Gemara says of an name Baba Basra, that it's the same angel, that same Malach the Soton, the Mekatreg, Amolek, all one. meaning, at a time when a Jew is supposed to receive the cure, which is Sholoim, And then the person has to endure some bitterness first. The Satan comes and tries to convince the person to commit more sins. And he doesn't allow the person to succeed and and win the challenge. Meaning, He doesn't allow the person, I'm sorry, here Rabnos is saying, he, the, the sotan works on the person and doesn't allow the person to be able to handle the test. What's the test we're referring to here? That the person should be willing to endure and accept the little bit of bitterness that they're going through. And the sotan convinces the person to kick that bitterness, to complain, why am I going through this? I don't deserve this. Which the person has to endure in order to get cured. And then this sotan, this samole, goes up and prosecutes against the person that he's not being given enough bitterness he needs more bitterness, chas <coughs> be'emes, <coughs> The truth is that while we're going through this bitterness, when we're going through the suffering that we're going through, the person during that period of time is in major danger. Because Hashem has had, has taken, Hashem has taken pity on the person, the and Hashem has toned down the bitterness, in order that the person should be able to receive the cure that they need.. But when the person doesn't have pity on themselves, and the person is not willing to endure and to accept that little bit of bitterness that, that they the person needs in order to get cured and healed. Then the prosecutor becomes stronger, and in complaining against the person. Look at that; <coughs> he's the guy's complaining. Hashem gave him a fraction of what he really deserved, what he really needed, and he's complaining. And then they send the person major bitterness, which the person can't possibly handle. And then the Pesach says, there is no peace for for Rishoim. Ki this these next words are so important. Ki bevaday, afal goimel hayofem Because most definitely, even though Hashem is kind and Hashem does all kinds of good things for us, v'hu mekel al balei tshuva, and Hashem tries to make it easy for balei tshuva, the enoi mach He doesn't make things. Very hard for them. <speaking in Hebrew> so that they should have to endure an amount of bitterness that matches all the sins they did previously. Aphalpikain, <speaking> <Hebrew> still, despite that, <speaking in Hebrew> it's not possible for Hashem to let the person get away with it completely for the person not to have to endure any difficulties, any bitterness. Because a person must endure a little bit of bitterness, a little bit of suffering, that the person can handle in order to accomplish their tshuva, and and in order to cure and heal their soul. This is the concept of this peace that has to come cloaked in bitterness. And if the person doesn't care about themselves, if the person doesn't have pity on themselves, and the person is not willing to endure any difficulties, any bitterness... In order to cure their nephesh, then, chas v'shoam, Then, Hashem gives the person the amount of bitterness that they really deserve, chas And then the person's in big trouble. There's a quote from Rabbi Nezal that Rabbi Nezal said, chas if a person isn't willing to suffer a little, then they suffer a lot meaning we need to know that, that because we are not perfect, because we're far from perfect, because we've made many mistakes and committed many sins, we must, we must endure a little. Rabbeinaz on this chapter on the Kutumran gives us reality check. He gives us the facts that this is the way it must be, that there must be a certain amount of merirus. But we need to know and trust Hashem that the Merirus is a fraction of what we really deserve. And here, there's a pasuk, there's a small chapter in the that Rabbein Hazal quotes the Pesach into Ilam, U'lecho Hashem hachesed, to you Hashem is kindness, you Hashem are really kind, ki ato in that you pay a person according to their actions. Rabbein Azal asks, as other that, that doesn't make sense. Kindness means not according to your actions. That, that's justice. So it's brought that the, the last letters of these words, Ki'ato tishalem leish kemaseu spell the word mashehu. Mashehu means a fraction. It's true. Hashem pays a person according to their actions. If a person did a hundred sins, they get paid for 100 sins. If a person did 1,000 sins, they're going to get paid for 1,000 sins. But it's not 100 units of punishment or 1,000 units of punishment. It's a mashahu. It's a fraction of what the person really, really deserves or what the person would really need in actuality to be cured. A case of a person who goes to a doctor and the doctor says, you need 10 days of antibiotics. Or it's going to take 30 days of rest. You have to be home for 30 days. You're not going to walk on that foot for 30 days. And if Hashem gives a person a bracha, a person sees that after a week or two weeks, they try it out and they see they can walk. And mamish they go slowly. And the person goes to the doctor and says, look, I can walk. And the doctor says, no, you, I hope you're not making a mistake. I hope not. No, no, look, I can walk. I can jump. It doesn't hurt at all whatsoever doctor says, wow, it's a miracle. Usually it takes 30 days. Usually it takes this much time. So Hashem has the ability to lessen, to, to lessen, to shrink. And the Torah teaches us we have to believe that that's what Hashem is doing. And that's what our tefillah is about. I remember Reb Michal Zechon used to say that Hashem, I'm not Rav Nosenzal, I'm not one of these great tzaddikim of the past who can handle, who can endure difficult things. I'm like a fly on the wall. You blow on me and I'm finished. So if you know, Hashem, that I need to endure, remember who you're dealing with. You're dealing with little old me. I'm not, the, I'm not the Hercules. I'm not so strong that I can handle, you know, the f- full measures. Use a teaspoon. Use a, a thimbleful. Question? We can understand that we need to endure some bitterness when we have sins to do tshuva for. But you, Rav Nassim mentioned that Mitzrayim was a kapara for Adam Arishon. So, how does that make sense that this, this terrible suffering, Mitzrayim, was, 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 was terrible and, and the sin wasn't even ours? It was Adam Arishon. The answer is number one Adam Arishon was a composite of all of mankind. The entire Jewish nation was in Adam Harisham. We were there. Our and Shamas were part of that, part of eating the eight sadas. So it's not them and us, it's us. We were part of that, 100%. And here again, this is where we don't realize, we can't imagine the magnitude of a sin. Rabbeinu writes about this in some places in the Kutimran. We have no idea. We know that according to how important somebody is, when you insult that person, or you do something against that person, that's the the gravity of what you did wrong, is based on how important, you know, if we could imagine in our wildest dreams how great, the greatness of Hashem, how great Hashem is, the tiniest infraction against Hashem is awesome, it's huge, it's so huge, we can't imagine the amount of, you know, how terrible, how super terrible it really is, and what a person would really have to endure to correct it. We need to know and believe that whatever Hashem is giving us, as difficult as it seems, Mitzrayim, Holocaust, Spanish Inquisition, Mamish suffering in every homon, in every single generation, it's still it's mashal. Still, Hashem is, is, is treating us with tremendous kindness compared to Hashem hits with the left hand, not with the right hand. Question in the chat, it's easy to understand this idea about having to suffer when speaking about people who had proper religious upbringing. But if a person's upbringing left much to be desired and then they had many troubles because of that, (coughs) it might be hard for them to understand what they did to deserve those troubles. The the answer is, here again, we, we we know so little about what's really going on. There's, for starters, there's the concept of Gilgal where we, the vast majority of us, and probably all of us, are not here on earth for the first time. We've been here several times before and sometimes many times before. And part of our, a major reason for us coming down to this world and having to endure and go through things very often is related to things in our past. <clears throat> Past meaning previous Gilgul and previous visits on earth. So, this is one, this is an example of certain factors that we don't know. We see such a limited picture. And it's extremely important for us not to judge Hashem. Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in several places, especially in one of the Rosh Hashanah Torahs. I believe it's chapter 5 in the second half of the Kutimran, where he speaks about this issue of Pegam Hamishbot. That one of the worst mistakes that a Jew can do is to judge Hashem, to be trying to analyze: Is Hashem treating me properly? Is Hashem doing the right thing? You know, towards the Jewish people or towards the world, etc. That's called pegama mishpat, because none of us understand in any way whatsoever. None of us could imagine, you know, Hashem's mishpat. And, and all the different factors that go into it. Just like Lahavdil, here again, a person goes to a doctor and they have a Lahavdil, Lahavdil. A person goes to a doctor and they have a certain ailment and the doctor says you're going to need these two or three sets of pills. You need an antihistamine and you need a this. Guy need... looks at the doctor, you probably didn't go to school because if you went to school, if you knew medicine, you'd probably know, you'd probably be able to give me one thing that would cure me. Not to have to take three different pills and this one before eating it, this one after eating it. And, And we know that sometimes if a person understands the physiology of a person, the make of a person, they understand that this requires two different things. And it requires a balance. The nature of this medicine is it makes you nauseous. So then, why give me the medicine? Because this medicine can heal a certain type of infection. So you have to have the medicine, but it comes with nausea, so we have to give you something to counter the nausea. So a person would say, but hold on a second, but Hashem is not a doctor. Hashem can do anything. And Hashem can give us one medicine, not three medicines. And Hashem can cure us without any medicine. And the answer is, it's true, it's true and there are tzaddikim who are on a level sometimes that they can affect such a tikkun, such a pidyayim, that the person can be cured without having to endure any difficulty. <coughs> but, but we need to know, Rabbein and in that Torah, and Rab Hazal here in this halacha is showing us that you should know that those are rare, very, very rare exceptions. That there is a midas hadin, <coughs> there is a midas hadin, and the Midas Adim requires certain things. That in order for there to be Bechira, Hashem had to create a toiv and a Yetzir Toi V'Nayetz And there has to be a defending angel and there has to be a prosecuting angel. And, and Kaviocha, Hashem operates the world in a way that there's Mishpat and there's Tzedakah. Hashem is Melech O'Ev, Tzedakah or Mishpat. There must be justice. There must be mishpah. There must be There must be pain and suffering, rachmona witzlan. Usually, usually. But at the same time, we need to know that there's nobody like Hashem and nobody can perceive and imagine Hashem's kindness. And no one knows better than Hashem what we can handle, what we can't handle. Although, again, we're allowed, we're allowed to be mispalei, Hashem doesn't want a person to say, if this is what Hashem sent me, then this is what I have to go through. That's in one pocket. In one pocket, there has to be an attitude of acceptance, that I accept that whatever Hashem is doing is for my good, and it's with chesed and rachmen. In the other pocket, I'm allowed to take every every swing at Hashem, to plead and beg Hashem to go easier, to go easy... <coughs> And and Hashem, I know that you're not a doctor, you're not a human doctor, you can cure without medication, with less medication. It doesn't have to take, just like by Mitzrayim, it was supposed to take 400 years, Hashem was able to pack it into 210 years, you know, etc. And now we could understand what happened when the Jews came out of Egypt, after those 210 years, after that bitterness... Shehu oirev al Bo'is hazois, Shehem ayeifem v'egeim. Amolek is lying in ambush and looking especially for that opportunity when the Jews are tired and worn out after 210 years of suffering. Bechinas, as the Torah says there, viato oyeif v'ogeah, you were very tired and exhausted. oirev and then Amalek lies in ambush, and he cools us off, means he cools us off, said we shouldn't be chasing Hashem, we shouldn't be on fire in a sense, have a fiery desire to come close to Hashem, and we should not be able to lisboil marirus harifois, so that we should not be able to handle the bitterness of the cures. Bechinas <speaking in> hasher korcho baderech, as it says there in Parsha Socher, that Amole tried to cool us off, to cool off the warm feelings that we have for Hashem. V'yalken nismach melchemes Amolik lemasois venesyonois shel and that's why the Torah places the, the Amalek coming to attack the Jewish people right next to where, where it says we were tested by Hashem, that we came to a place and there was no war. That the Jews said, Hashem What's going on here? There's so much trouble and suffering. Is Hashem really with us or not? And then it says, Vayovoy Amolik. That at that time, when the Jews were starting to doubt Hashem and to doubt themselves, that's when Vayofayamolek, Kikol because all of the tests that Klal Yisrael experienced at that time after leaving Egypt, Shalayhayelhemayim berefidim, that they came to Rafidim and they didn't have water to drink, Vechen Meriras Hamayim b'Mora. And then they come to Mora and the water is bitter. There's water, but the water is bitter. All of this was examples of the bitterness that they had to endure in order to receive the Shalom. We said before the Shalom was Eretz Yisrael, Yerushalayim. The Shalom is the Torah. The Torah is called The Torah is called Umachmas sheyisrael loy kiblu hamarirus karoi, and because of the fact that we did not accept the bitterness properly, vehiru haruach rav yisparach, and we doubted Hashem, we said, ayesh Hashem bikerbenu imayim alkein bo amolek ve'locha mi'mohem bo Sahi. That's why a Malik came and attacked us at that at that moment. Shahu bechinas kitrug hanal. That's where the Sotan goes back up to heaven and says, look at this. They don't want to even take the medicine. They don't want to even accept the medicine. This little bit of medicine, when really they deserve much more bitterness. Because the Zolera Kodesh points out, the battle of Amalek took place on two fronts. There was a physical battle down here on earth going on, and there was a battle taking place in heaven, that Amalek was prosecuting Kal Yisrael up in heaven. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu said to Yeshua, you go out and handle the physical battle, I'm going up to handle the spiritual battle. And it's for this reason that Hashem hates Amalek more than he hates all the other nations. Because Amalek is the one who lies in ambush, always, constantly, and he waits for the opportune time when we're in a major sakona, when we're under tremendous pressure to hurt us at the time when we were supposed to be able to endure and handle the bitterness of the medicines. And now Rav Nilsen Zal switches into, into Purim. Paragraph Yodalud, And this is also the story of Haman. And this is also the story of Haman. Because the Jews at that time had gone through seventy years of exile in Babel, we were evicted from Yerushalayim, Memkoim from the place of the place of peace. And we were we were forced to endure the bitterness of exile in order to restore the peace, in order to draw the Sholem anew, and we know the Sholem comes packaged in bitterness, so that we could return to Yerushalayim. Now Rav Zal says, all of the tests and the challenges and the difficulties that a person experiences when they want to become religious or when they want to become more religious, when they want to come close to Hashem and do tshuva, All of that is examples of this bitterness that a person must endure in order to get cured, in order to get healed. The refuah, the ultimate, the healing is peace. V'yisrael loyam duahs banei but unfortunately the Jews did not pass the test at the time. Ki nitchelu b'noshim They they married. They got involved with non-Jewish women. U'pogmu Bris shalim, and they were poigem in the bris. That's called shalom. V'yalken samoch lesoif hagolus. Shayit and loshav and that's why specifically at that time. When the 70 years were about to end and the Jews were about to be able to return to Yerushalayim, Godol, Sholim, that's when Homan rose up with a major persecution and prosecution against the Jewish people. That the Jews deserve major bitterness to the point where he succeeded in bringing this major prosecution <laughs> to the point where a decree was issued against the Jewish people to wipe us out completely because we did not accept the bitterness of goles properly and, and we, we went and stumbled again and got involved with non-Jewish women, came Kitre therefore, therefore he prosecuted against us to the point where now a bitterness came upon us that we couldn't handle, where the only left was to wipe us out completely. And this is why the Gemara tells us that at that time we were in tremendous danger, like there never was a time of danger for Kal soil as it was at that time. However, Hashem has pity on us in every single generation. The sholachman was as Mordechai the Esther. And he sent us these two great Sadiq Mordechai and Esther, U Mordechai Yoda And it says in the Megillah, Mordechai understood everything that was going on. He really understood what this was all about. The Yotza Bisoer Vayzak Zooka Gidoilo U And he went out into the city and he screamed a major bitter scream. In other words, he endured this bitterness in a positive way. And he and Esther Malka decreed three days of fasting. And they cried out bitterly to Hashem. And through this, they were able to sweeten the bitterness, to shrink the bitterness... Valshemze Nikra Mordechai, and this explains also where the name Mordechai comes from. Mor, deroyer, the Gemara says. Bechinas Hamtokas Hamarirus, sweetening the bitterness. Mar, Loshen The word mar means bitterness. Deroyer, the word Deroer, of Cherus, means freedom. Shehu Bechinas Sholim, which is synonymous with peace. With happiness, you will leave your exile, and with peace, you will return to Yerushalayim. Mordechai is mortal. He's the one who takes us out of the bitterness into peace. He has the ability to sweeten and lessen all the bitterness. And this is what enabled him and gave him the power to sweeten and shrink through his tefillah, through his bitter crying out to Hashem, he was able to shrink the bitterness that we deserved at that time, that Hashem had decreed we should go through. At Shehimtik Hakoil to the point where he sweetened everything. The And he was able to draw peace upon the Jewish people. The as it says in the Megillah, divrei veemes. That Mordechai and Esther documented what took place at the time, divrei veemes, and as the final words in the Megillah, Vedoj Mordechai at Sadik. Proclaimed the message of peace to all of Klal Yisrael, to the point where Mordechai Atsaddik was able to turn everything around completely, and we were able to take revenge against our enemies. The whole share kulam panu Yisrael and all the other nations of the world turned to the Jewish people with a peace offering, with major peace offering. As it says there, Pahad Mordechai because the fear of Mordechai affected them. <inaudible> to the point where all of these other nations accepted the Jewish faith. Verabim <inaudible> Many of the other nations converted to Judaism. This is an example of the major shalom that was achieved then by all of these other nations all, the, all the Jews and all the, all the other nations being drawn to Hashem because as Rabbi Nizal begins that chapter on the Kutumran chapter 27 on the Kutumran and Rav I'll quote this in the beginning of this halacha, that when there's shalom, you can bring everybody close to Hashem. Everyone's willing to listen to what the other one has to say, and they're able to arrive at the ultimate truth, which is Hashem, which is the Torah. Tradition. Any questions, please? Well, Rav Nassim, can Rav just, um, just recap the... the... The central teaching is that we have to endure some form, which is a much lesser form of the bitterness, that's really owed to us. But some form of bitterness. In order to get there, we the them before the shalom. What? That's the teaching. What? Uh, I lost where that came from. What? Where's, where's? that teaching? What's the root of this teaching, or the template from this this came? It's a pasik in the Torah: shalom marli mar. In the Torah teaches us that this is how it works. This is, the, this is how Hashem created the world. That Hashem created man, a combination of upper and lower, you know, that the ultimate mission of the world is Shalom, and the path to Shalom is the Torah. The, the definition of peace is the Torah, and the place of peace is Yerusha, Eretz Yisrael, Yerushalayim. And if and when we comply with the Torah, we are achieving the peace, we're achieving the ultimate purpose of creation. If the body and soul are cooperating with each other properly, that the soul is on top and the body is on bottom, if Yitzchok is on top and Yishmael is on bottom, everything's beautiful. We're we're achieving the purpose of creation. And when we do the artwork, by eating from the eight sada's toivora, where there the Torah were in conflict, by making that choice, we brought hate to the world. We brought death to the world. We brought suffering to the world. And each time that we, uh, each time we go against the Torah, each time we go against Hashem, each time the goof takes priority over the neshama, we're we're, we're bringing this mach, machlokes. We're breaking the shalom, and then we, in order to restore the shalom, there has to be this Merirus, Sure. Anyone else? Question: We find in the Torah that Esav, when Esav realized that the brachas that he thought he was supposed to get were given away to Yaakov, you know, it says he cried, "Zaoka <laughs> gedoy It's true <coughs> Did Esav get any shalom because he endured. The answer is that all of the success that Esav and his people have been experiencing for thousands of years is because of that that tefillah. There's no such thing as a tefillah going lost. We find that this is a perfect example of it that even Esav, that when Esav cried it brought incredible, incredible results. It resulted in us having to go through incredible Marirus, Rahman al Islam. And again, we've given the example that the Arizal gives of Bilam Harosha. Bilam, the ultimate of Pigama Bris, the ultimate of Ra'ayin, super evil. The evil should be evil, and this Bilam Harosha said a Tefillah. He said, Nafshi Usehi Acharisi Let my soul die a proper death, and my end should be like them, with them." And the Arizal says it because he said this tefillah. This is what resulted in Bilam, this super guy, coming back down begilgal as a Jew, a Russia, a big Russia, novel, novel. But but as a Jew means that eventually he'll have a tikkun. So this Zeoqa Gedoyim is very powerful, very powerful. We should be zeoqa. We should be to. To, to learn the lesson and to know that through tefillah, just like the Jews at Kriyas Yamsov, just like in the story of Purim, just like we're, we're coming to Hanukkah now, when again there was a, a situation where the Sitrachra was very powerful. This nation of Yovon, it's brought that the word Yovon is bigimatriate two times. We're, we're talking about the Nachash. Nachash is, is the evil, the evil, the evil, the evil. What's worse than Nachash? Mr. and Mrs. Nachash. That's worse than Nachash. When you have the Zohar and a of Nachash, two times Nachash is Bigimatria Yavon, the word Yavon, because an endenon is 700. So the word Yavon is 716, which is two times Nachash. That's what this nation of Yavon was, a super evil that wanted to destroy the Jewish nation spiritually they wanted to replace our Torah with their Greek culture. And again, through the tefillahs uh, 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 of the Hashmonoim, through their tfila and through their tzidkus and through their emunah, they were able to go up against Yavon and to defeat Yavon and, and to restore light to the world. Darkness is machloikis and light is shalom. Light is synonymous with shalom, peace. We know that on Shabbos, Shabbos, the Gemara says for Sholem Bayis, that's why we have the Neris of Shabbos. The candles of Shabbos are Sholem Bayis. And that's why sometimes that takes priority even over wine for Kiddush. Because the, 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 the Sholem is so, so important. We By preparing now, we're preparing to accept upon ourselves in less than a week, next Sunday night. Today is Monday. Next Monday is the first day of Hanukkah. We should be to prepare to to restore the, the peace by by making peace inside of us by putting the control the 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 steering wheel in the hands of the neshama and putting the steering wheel in the hands of the tzaddikim amitim that they should lead the world not the politicians not not anyone else. We should be to the ge'ula. Amen.